It's extra drama for book number 78, The Dating Game. Gladiators, it's me, your host, Marissa Flaxbart, of course, and with me once again is Claire Sherud. Hi, Claire. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, so we've been having so much fun talking about the dating game, getting really deep with it, oh, and it's deeper meanings. <laughs> so deep. You know who else was obsessed with deeper meanings in this book? Jessica Wakefield. Could not be more right. She had so many dreams, um, and she talked about the dream that she was having to anybody that would listen to her. She, Her friends, yeah. her family at the dinner table. She was really convicted that she knew what the dream meant. Mm-hmm. And she, we didn't really get into this that much in the main episode, but she even like gets flyers printed out. She's going to professionally analyze people's dreams. But in order to get to the man of her dreams, this girl is going to earn enough money to get to Maui. And she's determined. Yes. She asks her mother, if I raise enough money to buy a plane ticket to Hawaii, will you let me go by myself? And her mother essentially calls Jessica's bluff and says yes. She's like, sure, honey. I don't have the line in front of me, but it's something like Mrs. Wakefield says yes. Knowing that her daughter won't remember this next week. Yeah, I mean, like, again, totally not that like, line. Alice like, Alice had gotten so used awful. to how fickle her daughter was, you know? Her youngest daughter, whatever. Uh, so that was interesting. But honestly, she's you not know what? wrong. That's probably not terrible parenting. I was going to say, like, let them do what they're going to do. <laughs> then they can figure, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, and, and in fact, she spends money printing out these flyers. But I guess her first few phone consults about the dreams... She doesn't, she's not charging for them. Like, she's trying to build up her reputation. It's marketing. It's marketing. She's She's trying to get, she's trying to get the word out. But then the funny thing is, like, part of why she thinks that her dream interpretation is so good is because Jean is telling her that she was right about what she was saying about Jean's dream. But if you listen to the main episode, Gladiator, she'll recall, Jean wasn't actually talking about dreams she was talking about something that was really happening in her life and pretending she dreamed it so does this mean jessica is really a psychologist yeah i think jessica should be like a dating and like she should have been giving dating advice right like this is why this boy is acting this way like she was clear she was actually good at it she was right (laughs) she was accurate yeah but not with the dreams not Not with with the dreams not with the dreams and so because she spent money on the flyers and she wasn't charging Mm. by the time the plan blows up in her face because everybody realizes sh- that her predictions aren't actually coming true. She's lost money on the enterprise. Yeah. But her school project still works because she researched Hawaii just enough. <laughs> yeah. Like she's, she's constantly putting off this schoolwork she's supposed to be doing for English class so that she can do more research about dreams. Um, and so there's a, f- See, that's how I knew I was an Elizabeth because I couldn't have done that. I know. Right. It's like, <laughs> You know, at least she, at least she managed to make the smart pivot and have made all of her dream worth dream research apl- applicable. Yeah, but there it, yeah. it is through that process that Jessica has the hilarious realization of where her recurring dream about seeing a man whose name oh, she's God. convinced is Jackson. Uh, that's her one true love that she's planning on raising money to fly to Maui to meet. 
um, she gets this, she finds this magazine that she's checked out from the library. No, she must have bought it about Mexico. Um, yeah. Like buried under her clothes. She got this like before the dream started when she was going to make her, she was going to make her class project about Mexico. Um, it was her extensive research. Yeah, she was getting one magazine. She got a magazine and she was going to ask Manuel Lopez for firsthand information about the food. Like, vaguely racist. Absolutely does. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> let me find it. I do love Jessica, though. Her, her ability to just go from, oh man, <laughs> to just effervescent. Yeah. I love, I envy that. I love it. So here's Jessica's making, having her big realization about her recurring dream about Jackson and the black sand beaches of Maui. Jessica sat on the floor and began to flip through the magazine. How could she have forgotten? This was also in the magazine in which she'd first read about interpreting dreams. There had been the feature on Mexico, the article on dreams, and a very good piece on bath oils. She turned a few more pages and saw a photograph of Maui. Jessica stared at the picture in amazement. It was a full-color photograph of a beach on Maui. Her heart seemed to stop beating for a second. The beach looked disturbingly familiar. The sky was blue, the palm trees were swaying, and the sand was black. She leaned back against her bed. Had she seen this photograph and then dreamed about it? Oh, don't be silly, she scolded herself. It's just a coincidence, that's what it is. She turned a few more pages. Staring up at her from an ad for sportswear was a face that was more than familiar. Darkly handsome, smiling, and wearing a Hawaiian shirt. She was looking into the soft brown eyes of the boy of her dreams. Underneath him ran the caption, Jackson's fun time fashions. They go wherever you go. Jessica closed her I eyes. I love that caption. Oh no, she said out loud. Tell me this isn't true. She opened her eyes. It was all true. There was no getting away from it. And to make matters even worse, she had been so preoccupied with her Hawaiian fantasy that she hadn't bothered to get a real live date for Saturday's dance. And that was the big issue. It wasn't the English project. It wasn't yeah. the date. Jackson's fun time fashions. I do love that caption. Could you... Isn't all fashion a fun time? Fun time is one word, by the way, Gladys. I can't believe they named the clothing company Jackson's Fun Time Fashion. <laughs> and she thinks Jackson is the name of the model, is the, is her love of her life. It's so good. Again, it's just one of the many reasons I love Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, throughout this book, right? The tropical, the Hawaiian shirt Jackson is wearing from Jackson. Or oh. no, sorry, Jackson is not his name. Jackson is not his name. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the oh. model is wearing. The Jessica, yes, yes. She dresses in, like, again, vaguely racist, um, but she dresses in the most colorful tropical clothing because she's trying to, I don't know, like, what, bring Hawaii into her clothes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's like, I mean, it's very, like, woo-woo, really. It's, like, her it dreams is. are predicting reality, and she can embody, use, like, a vision board. She's manifesting Jackson through but her I, wardrobe. I hate, I hate how they're so anti-woo-woo. Yeah. I hate how they're so anti-woo-woo, because we don't all understand woo-woo, but there's some real shit. Yeah. I think there's some real shit in there. It's, like, but like kind of know. lovely how committed Jessica is to her dream, you know? Yes. 
Mrs. Wakefield's like, are you going to a luau? I'm like, no, <laughs> she's just, she's dressing herself the way she wants to back off. <laughs> she's living her life. So I'm curious, putting aside for, for the time being, um, prediction or like secret meanings or anything of dreams are you like a dream person are you a remember your dream Mm. person are you uh tell the story of your dream person so i do remember a lot of my not all of them but i do remember a lot and if it's super disturbing i'll tell my therapist (laughs) (laughs) sure sure like seriously like i'll work because you want to work through the subconscious um but i don't know I don't know. I, I will tell my sister a lot because my sister, uh, she's very tuned in and plugged in. Like she does tarot cards. She does the whole nine yards. She really is like tuned in. So I'll tell her because I don't think I'm tuned in. <laughs> I don't think I have any access whatsoever. So I need help when it comes to that stuff. I um, She's good. I That's great to have a friend that can like help you figure it out. <laughs> I was just talking. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much I entirely believe it, but. Well, I I think that I guess I'm really I think it's fun to sort of like be able to put the pieces together of like why you dream something. But I feel like it tends to be like backward and inward as opposed to anything that is like predicting Mm -hmm. the future. Um, Oh, I don't. Yes, I don't. Yes. I mean, my stuff is usually like I'm working out problems that I have in my head, like in my subconscious, like. I'm trying to think of a good example. I'm gonna come out with nothing, but like, you know, the, the A or B choice and you're at that crossroads. Like my dreams are like, oh, but there's a bear chasing you from the A choice. So maybe it's the B choice. No, there's a, (laughs) it's like Jessica's (laughs) dream where she's walking along the beach and seeing all the boys. They all want her to sit with them. They're the first version of the dream. Uh, And then later on, she has the dream that all of the girls in Sweet Valley High are chasing her. Because this is when she's interpreting the dream, dreams. Because she was she messed up. Yeah, funny. I yeah, I don't know. What do you think about dreams? I have so I have really weird dreams, and I'm definitely the kind of person that likes to talk about them when I have a weird one. Like Ooh, oh, the craziest thing yes. happened. I dreamed this and this and this. Usually, when you hear it coming out of your mouth, it's like boy, I can tell that what I'm saying is in no way conveying the reality of my dream because. There's no yes. way to make it make sense. Like narratively, it comes apart. There are emotional layers that you can feel. Like you can feel the narrative of the emotional layer, but you can't articulate it. Like dreams are weird like that. Dreams just like have those extra elements that you can't seem to articulate. Yeah. I was just talking with someone about the bizarre quality of dreams that is that they sort of like exist in a different part of the brain like they don't hook into your memory in the same way so maybe you remember a dream you know 10 minutes after you wake up and maybe you retell it and then i had one the other day that was so crazy and i i did talk Mm -hmm. about it i told my dad about it because we yeah um my dad and I will tell each other about our weird dreams if we're oh, if we it. remember them. And later on that same day, I could still picture the dream. I was like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. Wow. I can picture so vividly what happened. But I'll tell you what, right now, I, I don't know what happened in that dream. I can't Wait, remember seriously? it anymore. Like, I know that there was some kind of, like, amusement park ride yeah. that was, like, kind of funny mm-hmm. because it was going through some kind of yeah. area of life. But, like, you can hear how vague that is. Like, that's as much as, I, yeah. as I've as i got. Like, it's gone. Like, it didn't, didn't get recorded, I guess, because the brain knows your, yeah. that's not real, you know? Yeah. 
Well, that's I. I don't remember. Like I can't tell you like every dream I've ever had, but there are a couple that I can remember. Sure. Like I still remember. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. You're, I wonder how they're encoded. Right. It's so interesting, and it's like chemically also pretty cool that we don't know. Like that's an a really yeah. big mystery area of science where like yeah. advancements are made, but. And you could see why, because well, even, it, like, vocally reporting what happens in a dream, as I was just saying, you you realize that mm-hmm. what you're saying is not even really capturing it. But here's what makes it crazy. The dream sleep, that's REM sleep, right? Yeah. That's not even the sleep that's the most restorative. Like, you need to be getting to the deep sleep. Like, the deep, you're supposed to have, like, an hour or something of deep sleep every night, in addition to, like, core sleep and REM like, it's wild. It's a lot of pressure. How much... <laughs> it's so much pressure. <laughs> I don't know. Well, have you ever had a dream that's recurring like Jessica's, where you have the same dream night after night? Ooh. No. Me neither. I don't think so. I mean, I've had, like, shades of similar dreams. Sure. But I haven't had, like, yeah, like, I can tell my subconscious is like, you need to work on that, so let's go over this. But it's not, like, the exact same or anything like that. Right. Like I dreamed again about like I'm I've had I don't I haven't had too many of those like stereotypical dreams that everyone has. I don't mean stereotypical in a bad way, yeah. but those like classic dreams. Like your teeth yeah. falling out and stuff and being naked. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I used to always have um a dream in the fall, like right around the time really? when it was time to go back to school that I I would have some version of a dream where I had gone back to where I was in class but I hadn't done any of my studying like I was unprepared so it was like a subconscious like nagging right an anxiety dream that I was unprepared for the school year that was about to start and I've had a dream like that about like being in a play and having never learned my lines and I'm trying to cram my lines right before I go on stage Yeah. Or, like, not the naked dream but like I am not properly dressed like I used to have this Yes, absolutely. It's not naked, but it's like, yes, absolutely. When I was a kid, I used to have this flannel nightgown that had a big tear in it up the side that like went really high up, but it didn't matter. You know, I was wearing it. I'm an only child. I was wearing it to sleep. So I continued to wear it. And years later, like in my 20s, I had a dream that I like showed up for school in that, like with no (gasps) underwear on or anything. Like, so it was like, oh, no, this is not covering me fully like that. Like, so not fully naked dream, but a like um, I'm wearing my torn um, to the waist nightgown dream. (laughs) Flannel nightgown. Okay. That sounds very traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, and that's one that I that sticks in my mind. Like, I don't know that I've ever told anybody yeah. about that dream before, but that one, I can picture it very clearly. Okay, so the one that I had that was like a version of that was nowhere near as traumatizing, but yet I can still remember it. I went to school in Virginia, um, like, we're talking like high school, oh, this might have been middle school, where you had to wear like the t-shirt under a tank top. Sure. My big, like, naked, I'm using air quotes, naked dream was I didn't wear my t-shirt under my tank top. And I got in so much trouble in social studies. And like, that was a nightmare that I woke up from sweating as a child. Wow. And I still remember sure. it. Like, that's how, like, I was like, oh, because they were monsters about that kind of stuff. They they would send you home if you're like, shorts weren't long enough. Man, getting in trouble is no fun. Traumatizing crap, man. Imagine if the... <laughs> students the girls of sweet valley high had to wear a t-shirt under their spaghetti straps like man I mean, what would they even wear 
What would they do, right? There's no justice. Impossible. There would be <laughs> SOL. That's the dream people were chasing when they read uh, when they read Sweet Valley High. Um, oh, absolutely. Well, Claire, thank you once again. Thank you so much for joining me and having this conversation. Um, for this thank one. Thank you for inviting me. A little peek behind the curtain, gladiators. Sometimes I'll take my copy of the book and give it to the person that's reading it. And I'll read a Kindle copy. And that's what we did this time. So if you, Claire, could do me yes. a favor and take yeah. a picture of the reader of the month letter and send it to me. <gasps> yes. Oh, my gosh. By the way, I love that. Can I say her name? Yeah. Her name is so beautiful. Her name is Robin Marie, but it's spelled like R-O-B-B-E-N-M-A-R-I-E. It's so pretty. Aww. I never, I've never heard of that name before. I know. Where's she from? Absolutely, I will. She is from New Jersey. Ah, uh, beautiful New Jersey. So take a picture of that and read it and send it to me, Absolutely. and I will, I will read it dramatically for the gladiators at the end of this episode. Love it. Dun dun. Getting the. Getting both sides. You don't have to do it right the second if you don't want to. Oh, I want to. You want to? Okay, great. We'll have it in real time then. You can hear it. I am. I'm into it. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Also, I want to say thank you to um, Roman Kimenti for sending me a link um, to an article about uh, about a ghostwriter for Sweet Valley High. So I had put out the call if anybody knows anything about these ghostwriters and Roman met the call. Thank you, Roman. Um, so that remember, glad you can email me Sweet Valley Diaries at me.com if you have uh, some intel. <clears throat> okay. Oh, Robin Marie, it's all one name. Okay, so this is our letter, the reader of the month mm-hmm. for this book. Robin Marie B.A. and Sonio. Which Sonio by the way, it, her last name is In Sonio, but Sonio is Italian for dream. <gasps> what? I wonder oh, if that's why they picked this one for this Oh, book. 100%, yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell me a place where the romance is hot, where the parties never stop, where I can find so many gorgeous guys and identical twins with blue-green eyes, where sports cars are fiery red, a Saturday night without a date is cause for dread. Still haven't guessed? I'll tell you on the sly. I'm talking about Sweet Valley High. It's so fun to read. It has all the dating tips you need. In the end, the good guys always win with a little help from the Wakefield twins. If you're looking for fun, then come on. We'll go to Beach Disco and hear the droids play their newest song. Don't get hurt when Jessica decides to flirt with your guy. But Elizabeth's there, and on Jessica, she'll keep an eye. Come along if you choose. This is Sweet Valley High. You've got nothing to lose. So, well done. we don't need to make any observations about the, the no. meter there. No. Um, Not at all. But thank you. Maybe that's a so- song lyrics, you know? We just didn't can't hear the melody, oh, you know? There you go. There you go. I was I was trying to figure that one out. <laughs> so come along if you choose, gladiators, to uh, book seventy nine. Um, what's it called again? Book seventy nine. Law, oh, yeah, the yeah, long lost brother. 
Yes, long lost brother. Okay. I think I, I'm going to make that gladiators from here on out. I'm going to try to remember to make that a, a thing that I say at the end of the show. Come along if you choose. Do it. Come, Come on, along if you choose. This is Sweet Valley High. You've got nothing to lose. <laughs> Thank Beautiful. you, Claire. Thank you, Marissa. Oh my god. I forgot it was so good.